Have you ever tried to rhyme anything with EV? This is Auto Collab. Should we try? No, no, I'm mad. Well, I think everybody listening or watching is trying to do that. It's like, I, 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 you can't. I mean, Foley is like e a stretch. EV. Foley. EV. Easy. EV. You know, I, we're trying to name a puppy that we got. Yeah. And EV. <laughs> We are literally, we have, we've gotten this, it's a, it's a toy poodle and he is tiny and he looks like a little, I don't know. It just looks like, it doesn't even look real. He runs around and you don't hear it. It's like a ghost that runs through the house, but we've had it you for ever a seen week. Wally? Eve, right? Eve. Eve, <laughs> right? Eve. But, but we're trying, we, we literally have had this dog for a week and it doesn't have a name. And maybe EV would be like a name for the dog. That'll never sell. No, it'll never stick. It poops carbon. You can't. It's an ice vehicle. <laughs> Methane. <laughs> it's a full ice vehicle. Not really. I mean, like, I've never seen a dog poop less than this one. It's amazing. It's like, wow. it's not even like a cat. It's we, like we less once than had a, cat. a We once had a Lhasa Poo. That's a Lhasa Apso to toy poodle. That sounds fake. You know, wow. Lhasa Apso. Lhasa Poos make little poo, though. What, what rhymes with that? <laughs> I can't think of a better Young intro for today's boy. guest. <laughs> hey, you get what you get on this show, okay? Hey, we never <laughs> promised anything good. <laughs> no, but this is this is the more I mean, we've talked to John more than once, and every time we talk to John, you realize that there's just something else to learn about the people on the front line selling EVs specifically, right? A lot of dealers are rolling them out and their learnings are incremental. I feel like People like John Foley and Richard, who are on the ground every day selling only EVs, always present something that none of us have gotten to yet because they're doing it every day. I'm excited to see where he's at, what he's been doing for the last few months since we talked to him last. And I hope you are too. Hope you enjoy this conversation with John Foley. John Foley, thank you so much for giving us some more of your time. It's good to be with you again. Great to see you guys. All right. For the people who may not have seen you in previous content or don't know what you're up to, um, why don't you give us like the 30, 60 second primer that way that'll kick us off into our conversation. Yeah, great. Um, I started Recharged here the, in the past year and uh, Recharged is we have a, an experience center in Richmond, Virginia, where we sell used uh, electric vehicles to include plug-in hybrids. Um, and we're trying to create an experience that exceeds you know matches and exceeds what uh buyers are out there looking for there you go that's a good summary and that's, that's yeah i feel like you've done that before yeah. <laughs> here's this is what i love actually i think some at some point i'm we're gonna get nathan our producer we're gonna get him to like package up all of the conversations that we've had with you back to like a year and a half ago and like maybe we'll find some video of you walking into a sodocon 2022 whatever that was yep. and like this is actually just going to become a docu-series of the the entrepreneurial path uh, of a, a person starting an EV only used car <laughs> operation, right? We'll get, th we'll get there. Why? Cause you, you said like you're creating this experience and you've said to me, you've created an experience center is the, what you've named your showroom. Center. Why did that, why did that become the, like the, the thing that you called that? Where did that come from? Well, I think the, f the first thing, like after I, you know, the, the idea that people were looking for some a, a unique way to buy an electric vehicle that didn't exist today. You know, we're on the heels of 
room shutting down and there's all sorts of online you know retailers that have stood up and, and stood back down buyers definitely want a, a unique experience it, it's not just offering electric vehicles it's not just the fact that we have multiple makes and models available to see that's going to make somebody choose to buy an electric vehicle from recharged and so like once once you wrap your mind around that then it's like okay what, what are people looking for and you know how, how can we really rise up and, and create that experience that that really exceeds even what they're they're hoping to find the buyers that come in are they what percentage of them are first time ev buyers and what percentage of them are like repeat ev yeah so um i'd say that the the repeat is not more than 10 percent um gotcha so it's majority people who are just like kind of ev curious and saying like hey i've been hearing this i've never never had one and i'm i'm want to buy my first ev so that's 90 yeah, percent so, wow and, and, we, and we kind of break that that bucket of ev curious into two buckets so there's like there's curious where you know i i, I walk into recharge and i really am just curious like could this work for me you know help me understand and then there's ev committed so like they're not a repeat buyer they, they don't understand or they don't they have not you know they don't have a charger at home yet they haven't been through all that but they are 100 percent committed to buying an ev already right they're like i'm so getting like, my next vehicle will be an ev yep. correct correct and that so that bucket's about split in half but that's what we see anyway wow okay so for the people who come in and are just curious what are the questions they're asking and 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 like, what is the response to the way you address them? Because I know you you handle con- consumers in a very special way when they come in. Um, your process, you probably get a lot of comments that it's different. But I'm sure there are a lot of people in dealers across the country walking in who, you know, are EV curious. And there's probably a lot of different things uh, that happen. Majority is, in my thought, is probably the salesperson's like, how can I get them on an ICE vehicle as soon as possible? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Make this easier for me than it should be for them. Yes, exactly. But you, you, you don't have that option. So, so what does that look like when someone who's EV curious walks in and yeah. uh, what are the questions they're asking and how are you starting to step them through uh, that process? Well, we want to exceed their curiosity. So we want to learn as much as possible about them and, you know, what is ownership going to look like for them? You'd be surprised that, to learn that like buyers who come in who are EV curious and, and have spent a little bit of time, they could still walk in and be on the wrong vehicle for the way that they're going to own. You know, they're looking at um, an, an, a Volkswagen e-Golf that's got like less than 100 miles of range. And then they start talking to us about their 80 mile commute. And like, <laughs> you, you realize like you got to get back home, right? Like I also <laughs> you know? have these Honda generators that will fit right in the hatchback, right? <laughs> And so we, we, you know, and, and that's the extreme example, but like, we don't want somebody to leave here and then be like, oh, why did I do this? And why, why didn't they give me better guidance? And so we really want to understand like, you know, how, how, what's, what's driving going to look like for this buyer and how can we really help them, you know, find the right vehicle. A lot of buyers aren't, aren't even aware how many different makes and models of EVs are out there. So they know Tesla, they've heard plenty about Tesla, but they pull on the lot here and they're like, holy cow, I didn't know Volkswagen and Volvo and like all these different EVs existed. I like, there's been three moments today in my life where I'm like, I'm buying a new t-shirt, I'm printing stuff on it. <laughs> and 
exceeding your curiosity. It's a good one. It's a that, good one. That just like I'm <laughs> stuck. I basically didn't hear the majority of what you said. After that, I was like, how do I put this like in a freaking book or something? I'm like, exceed your customer's curiosity. And that's how you become a, a guide on the process of purchasing. And that's like universal. That doesn't apply. That applies everywhere. How would someone exceed the curiosity of the purchaser in order to guide them along the purchase path in the way they should go? Like, I don't, I don't really have a question. I just, you blew my mind. I never heard anyone (laughs) say that before in my life. I don't know if you've said it before, but I feel like exceed. Have you said it before? I, is that I like one of I your said. like definitely that like just curiosity is very like that is something years ago that I picked up that you know uh, but that should be in your core values it, it like should exceeding be. exceed yeah. our customers curiosity right like that's huge Kyle, I can't, can't get over I'm this stuck. Can't. I can't get over it <laughs> Max Headroom gotta reset you <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm undone um what has you been along this journey? Because this is it's it's a landscape that you're really a, a pioneer. There's only like two or three of people like you in the country that are doing the thing that you're doing. I mean, maybe five if you if you really go deep. Right. Um, it's really uncharted territories. And, you know, all five of them. And I know that you talk to all of them. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, how are you? What what are the pain points? What are the things that have been hard? And how are you dealing with this like these massive market swings when it comes to inventory? Because that's that's a dynamic that like the franchise dealers are not handling well, and that's your entire business model. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you if you believe everything that you read, then EVs take a long time to sell, and if if they take a long time to sell and they're having these massive swings, then it's probably difficult to get in bed with the idea that you could be successful selling them and being profitable doing so. Absolutely. Um, what I can tell you is that, and, and you know, again, we haven't been here for a full year, but we are selling cars in under 30 days. Um, they move very quickly, which is, you know, just pairing good, you know, operating basics with, um, you know, being prepared to, to sell EVs. And so, um, yeah, I, I, we don't we don't see that. Like, there are certainly cars that I mean, we're hyper aware of what what's going on and trying to look for signals that there could be shifts in pricing and and move inventory as quickly as possible. Um, but also understand like what inventory is more difficult to get. Not just the obvious, you know, today finding a car that qualifies for the tax credit is huge. That's an easy right. one. Um, but you know, understanding at, at any given point, you know. Does Tesla uh, offer performance inventory? You know, uh, and is that an opportunity? Um, and understanding the differences in battery capacity, et cetera. So, um, so yeah, those are those are uh, the things that we're keeping you know eyes on all the time. So, John, you just you just said that like you all have it dialed in. You have a thirty day turn, pretty much. Um, you understand even what's going to happen in the EV market. And you can see the indicators and make good buying decisions, um, good pricing decisions. You have extensive experience like with car lots. And before that, having been in where a lot of dealers are right now in used car inventory specifically, 
it seems that there's like a different set of rules here. So how come you can do it with the EVs and everyone else is having such a hard time? I, I'm not suggesting that it's easy. And this is 100% of my focus. And I, I can put my myself in the seat of an operator who's faced with managing regular ICE inventory um, and perhaps, you know, new cars, both ICE and EVs, and then adding used EVs to the mix is a lot. Um, and, and we have the benefit of just focusing solely on that at all, all times, but it's a great opportunity. And, you know, it would be hard for me if I was to return to just a more traditional environment um, and I'll put myself in that used car desk to not, you know, consider adding um, used EVs to, to, to my portfolio of inventory because the, the opportunity is great. People are looking for the experience. They are considering, um, you know, lots of dealers when they when they, you know, look for the right car. Um, so the opportunities are out there. I feel like if if someone was really going to do that, right? I think back to the early 2000s and back then basically you had one, maybe two, and maybe the larger dealerships had three, four, five people on an internet team, right? A lot of that's shifting these days where you have like everybody works with everything in the internet because it's just become more widely accepted. But I, I feel like there's an opportunity there to basically like create a little business within a business because of the focus that it takes. Like you've had, you've created a whole separate business and it's like, Hey, we might need an EV specialist team, like a manager that deals in EV specifically and a team that deals in educating our customers and providing insights on that. And maybe there's specific portions of our website that replicate some of the things that you're doing with recharge because it really is right now, at least currently where we sit in the market, like it's a separate business unit. I think that's why Tesla succeeds is because their only business unit is educating and selling on an EV platform, right? It's like what I, Ford is doing. I a hundred percent agree. And, and that's the exact approach I would take if it was, if it, if I was in that seat that I was, I, I just described, um, as much as we know about EVs, like, I feel like we're constantly reminded they're, you know, we're, we probably only know a third of what we'd love to know. Um, we're, we're constantly learning um, and, and you definitely need somebody, you know, focused on that. What I see, uh, you know, across the landscape are a lot of owners and, you know, uh, dealer principals who are focused on the opportunity. They understand that it exists and they want to participate um, and they're communicating. They're beginning to communicate more and more that they're bought in, like they do see the used or the EV opportunity in general, however big that might be. But I don't think that's trickled down, and, and and I'm basing that on the 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 experiences that people are telling us when they come in and see us or call us that they've had out in the market, and um, it's very surprising. Like it's 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 from places you wouldn't expect. You would expect that the team was 100% dialed in, and and the experiences that are described are 100% not dialed in. So. Mm -hmm. So what's on the horizon for you? What, where, what's the pivot to next or what's the next new exciting thing that you're working on? Because if I know anything, like entrepreneurs that get almost a year into things are always thinking about the next thing. Uh, what, what are you excited about with Recharged over the next year? Yeah, I think as Recharged stands today, we have a lot of opportunities still. And so, you know, we've got some enhancements to Recharge.com that are rolling out here in the next two or three weeks that we're excited about. Um, but as we've gotten arms around, you know, how to manage this opportunity best, 
just see lots of possibilities to, to really expand recharge. Certainly they could go stand up. People are calling me all the time asking if, you know, I'll sell franchises and let them open up in their town because, you know, they love EVs and they, and they see the opportunity. But, you know, I think there's a lot of ways that um, I can support dealers to help them, um, you know, make that transition into, you know, into the EV world. And there are a lot of these used EVs that are coming to market. So what does that look like? You said ways you can support dealers, right? Like the one angle is kind of an independent angle where you're opening more stores or selling franchises or all that. The other angle is helping existing dealers uh, that already have an operation up and running, get more aligned and be able to sell. Is that something you're talking more about right now or like the thoughts you have there or is that yeah, like I, I am in, in the embargo box for the moment? No, I'd say pretty, pretty, you know, um, far down the funnel at this point on, you know, exploring what that looks like. I, I'll keep pointing back that to the, the fact that like the experience matters. And so, you know, I think I can, you know, build recharge.com to be like this fantastic place to find inventory and learn a lot about used EVs. Um, and certainly like if I'm a dealer and I go, man, well, let me list my cars there. If that's helping buyers, it will, but I don't know that they'll buy if the experience doesn't match behind behind it. And so, you know, I think I've got the opportunity to list those cars on the site, but also manage the experience and help dealers move that inventory quickly and profitably, you know, to their benefit, um, but give buyers the experience they're looking for. When you really think about like, how do we accelerate adoption if that opportunity is out there, then, you know, I can't, I really feel like I can't at this time just trust that everybody will buy in and it's going to happen, but I can go make it happen. So, yeah, I think that's the, that's the entrepreneur's mantra right there. I can go make it happen. <laughs> I, can't it. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to end this podcast, John, as usual, um, just spending time with you and hearing about your frontline experience, I think serves the entire industry in this brand new frontier that everyone is kind of being pushed into like you have to go across the line so thanks for being a, a pioneer of uh, being so open-handed with you know what you're learning and and as always thanks for being on auto collapse yeah thanks for having me guys all right i always had this thing that was like back I, when i was selling cars <laughs> it has been a long time since I've sold cars like full time. That's true. You did. Has, you did okay. your marketing. Okay. Yeah. So I way back in the day, automobiles. Oh, back back <laughs> in coaches. my day, when there was were gross big. profit and things, you know. <laughs> uh, got them. Uh, yeah, not like EVs. Uh, I I always had this conversation with customers like I just want to find the vehicle that makes most sense to you that fits in your budget and. I wish I would have had the words to say, I want to be extremely curious about exactly what you need and want, right? That level of genuine intention around a customer and their needs and wants and how they perceive their buying experience. I think everybody can take that one to the bank because that's, that's, that's what people want. They want a guide that is so curious that gives them the ability. Like if you, I mean, have you guys ever been like scuba diving or down the Grand Canyon or anything nope. like that? Nope. Okay. Well, when you nope. do those types of things, <laughs> not curious enough about those two things, <laughs> typically ask a lot of questions about you because they want to get to know how to interact with you. Even like whitewater rafting. Like, those If I was going to do either of those two or either of those three things, specifically the first two, I would want them asking all the questions. 
That's I it. think like if I'm about to go underwater, I want them to know everything about me. But you know, like cur- curiosity though, there, there's something to this, not just in marketing and human relationships, but like this is curiosity is actually a tactic taught to like aristocrats and monarchs and stuff. That's why if you ever see footage and now everyone's going to do this, if you ever see footage of like <laughs> Queen Elizabeth or King Charles, they make statements in the form of curiosity because it's all about just extracting information out of whoever you're talking to. I got to like, understand. Do you, can you exa- give us an example of that? Right yeah. Now? Like I, go look up King Charles. He will, he will make a, an obvious statement in the form of a curious question. He'll be like, uh, uh, Oh yes. Whitewater rafting is where everybody kills themselves. Isn't it? <laughs> you, know, <it's> like, <laughs> you know what? Actually, <laughs> you think about this, Michael, you had him on your podcast, but I'm thinking of Chris Voss, right? Never yeah. split the difference. Yeah. When he, when he says you repeat back the last thing the person said to them, like with a question mark at the end, like curious. Yeah. And then they're just like, let me give you all the information. And you actually, you know, who's great to practice this on? Children, like practice your it on wife. your own children. Yeah, because your kids will say stuff to you. They'll be like, dad, you want to know what I did at school today? And you're like, you did something at school today? And they're like, yeah, at let school? me tell you all about it. At school right? today? Yeah, at school today? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly <laughs> the the curiosity method. I love it. It's great. I love it. Well, I had a ton of fun with this conversation with John Foley. I hope you did too. On behalf of Paul J. Daly, Michael Cirillo, and myself, Kyle Mountsier, thanks for joining us here on Auto Collabs. We'll see you next time. Sign up for our free and fun to read daily email for a free shot of relevant news in automotive, retail, media, and pop culture. You can get it now at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Welcome, Welcome to, to Auto, Auto Collapse. Collapse. <laughs> Why are we recording? Are we rolling? Yeah. <laughs>